Raven Precision Podcast. I am Don Bruins, your host today. We will be talking ROS, or the Raven operating system that is on your Viper 4 Plus. We will be talking with our development team today. They were telling us about all the latest and greatest functions and features. We look forward to having you join us today. Let's start the podcast. All right. Uh, well, welcome today. Again, I'm Don Bruins, your host, and I'll, I'll, I'll get back and forth with that stuff. But I want to welcome today. It's been a little while since we've had a podcast, but we've got some, a few cool things coming out here as we're bouncing through winter and head, heading towards spring. But today I'm joined with uh, some team members from our Ross development team, as I would uh, call them. I've got Stefan, Andrew, and Haley. And I'll let you all introduce yourselves and give a little bit of a feedback. Uh, some of you, most of you maybe know Stefan, but we may be the other two are probably new to the group or new to their conversations today. Why don't we, somebody just jump in. Yeah, thanks, Don. I'll start off. Um, Stefan Felstead here. Uh, been on the podcast a few times. Um, been around Raven for about 15 years. I am currently the technical product manager or program manager for uh, the Viper 4. And we have some really cool things that we get to talk to you about today. Some some kind of big changes. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Stefan. Thanks, Don. Uh, this is my first time on the podcast. I'm Andrew Pearson. I'm a software engineer on the Ross team, and I'm really excited about the changes we have in, in this release that we'll be talking about. Yeah, and this is my first time on the podcast as well. I'm Haley Linick, and I'm also a software engineer on the Ross team. All right. Well, welcome. And uh, we're all we're all remote in different spots. So granted, me and Stefan are only about a floor apart, but the the rest of the team is out and about uh, across the country. Today, I, I said the Ross team. So we're talking the Raven operating system that uh, most of you will find on your Viper 4s. And there are some big changes that we just released. And we want to remind you to go out to the Raven uh, website, the Raven Industries and the Raven portal. You can download versions of that. You can also on the Raven Industries uh, website, you can actually see some interface with that or on our Raven Edge site. We've got a little some videos there again, just like our marketing videos showing you a little bit about how this works. Just uh, some quick pieces that really show that difference in interface. It's as I looked at it, I, I know Stefan that you guys did some research behind this and uh, things. So hopefully we'll hear a little more about that. But it's quite a bit different than it was, but it still seems very intuitive to what we're what you're trying to find out there. So I, I suppose nobody wants to listen to me, so I'll be quiet and turn it over to the rest of the rest of you here that actually know a little bit about this product. Yeah, Don. Thanks. Um, so we. Um... We did a lot of a lot of research, uh, trying to figure out um, what we could improve on the Viper Four. Uh, for quite some time, um, we were hearing that it's kind of hard to use. Uh, things move around a little bit. Um, in addition uh, to it, you know, part of the part of the way we at Raven have have done things in the past is that we've trained. So we have a great training department, Don, and but we bring people in and train them. Uh, how to use our product. Well, as we go forward, uh, we're finding out more and more farmers are using our products. 
And as a result, um, we don't bring every farmer in and train them. So our products have to be usable and intuitive uh, by end farmers um, without training. So that's one of the one of the real things that we started off um, on doing. And Andrew and Haley uh, that are on with us, they were uh, big members of the development team, and they helped walk through and um, actually implement what we found uh, from our customers. So we actually did uh, what we call user testing, which is kind of a fun activity. Um, basically, we bring in a user, and we put some mock-ups in front of them and said, okay, can you do this? And then we can't tell them how to do it, so we just kind of have to sit there and watch them fumble through it. Um, and then we realize what we did wrong, um, and then we fix it so the next guy that comes through uh, doesn't have to fumble through it. So. Um, that's kind of a that's kind of the big piece of of why it is where where it is. Um, Andrew Haley, you guys have some comments on that? Yeah. So, Steph and you and the UI team really did a lot of research, and then um, Haley and I and the other engineers on the team we we kind of get this feedback, and we all kind of have to come together and come up with how are we going to transform our current user interface into something more intuitive. Um, and it may seem easy, but there's a lot of intricacies that us engineers have to deal with. We've got a limited amount of time and a limited amount of people working on this. So we kind of had to come up with what are the fewest, the least amount of changes we can make to really transform the UI while keeping it familiar with it for existing users and make it more intuitive for new users. And that was the, the big challenge for us. More intuitive, but still recognizable. <laughs> yes. Well, that's one of the things I noticed uh, that, okay, it's different, looks different. Uh, it's a different screen layout, but there's a lot of the similar things that I could find or poke and, oh, hey, that's where that's at. So I guess a little bit of your thoughts on uh, how you put some of that together or how it's, I know we, we're here, we can't see it, uh, but, you know, uh, why you, maybe from your feedback, why you maybe designed or outlined it the way you did. Yeah, I think uh, Stefan was one of the big visionaries behind this, and he had some just great ideas. Like uh, in the original Viper 4 at the top, you had your essentially administrative menu that now lives in a hamburger menu, which, you know, a lot of people are used to seeing hamburger menus on their phones and such. So that was, that's an example of uh, one of the UI changes that we've made. Yeah, I would say, uh, Don, one of the best parts about this is, uh, as Andrew said, you know, they were really um, surgical about where, how they made these changes. Um, the Raven operating software, you know, it, it's, it's, been around for a long time and we didn't want to add introduce a bunch of bugs we didn't want to introduce a bunch of problems so we were, they were really very surgical on how they did it to try to make it so that um when it got released it didn't we didn't have to go through all the all the same large amount or a really large amount of testing because they were surgical in the way that they made those changes so right well i know you mentioned you made it more grower friendly so i, I mean 
first question is how did you do that? And the second would be is like if I we know from you know, like I said, it's definitely bring a lot of people in and you get feedback. I think a lot of those people you brought in were ag retailers, people using our units on application equipment. We don't want to scare them off. So uh did we how did we keep it similar so that they're happy too? Yeah, I, you can speak too. I'm sorry if I'm not letting you talk. So be, feel free to jump in here and say I have something to say. I'm going to pull her in here in just a second. Um, so really, what um, what we looked for is we looked for the capabilities of uh, adding some thoughtfulness uh, for a grower, and but yet maintaining our current uh, abilities for our egg retailers to be able to choose jobs, create jobs. So what we ended up coming up with, Don, is we actually have two tabs. We have one tab that's uh, kind of our egg retailer tab. Uh, still has all the sorting and filtering and capabilities that you that our egg retail, retailers expect. Um, and then uh, in addition, we have a new grower tab. And that grower tab was... Um, was was added by uh, Haley, I think, and she did one of the most important pieces, which is at the bottom of the grower tab. You want to tell us about the grower tab, Haley? Yeah, I'd love to. It was really exciting to work on. Um, but on this other tab, you go ahead, you choose your grower, your farm, your field, and you're automatically going to have pulled up the very last job you did in that grower farm field. So it has the name, and then it has an image of that job. So it's got your field boundary. Uh, it might have the holes from your field boundary. It's got all of the coverage that you last put down. So you have a really easy way of going, oh, right, this is the job that I last entered. I don't have to remember whatever name it was necessarily. I have a very clear visual representation of what that job was. Yeah, I like visual for people like me. That What's a hamburger menu? Oh, that's those lines. Oh, yeah, it does look <laughs> like a hamburger. Took me a while to figure that one out. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, and then in addition to that, if you start a new job using that uh, grower tab, um, the team added memory in there. Um, by memory, I mean that they they made it so that the Ross uh, software remembers a bunch of the different things that you would do as a as a user inside of a job. You guys want to explain that a little bit more on the memory and how that works? I'll I'll start. Yes, the the memory makes it uh, very easy to start a job using um, like the same grower farm field attributes that you used to start a previous job. And it'll automatically have your uh, scout groups and field boundaries there populated. So when you start a job, it's it's quick and easy. And if you need to change those, you still can. But it's... Um, is what people use most. That pulling the AB uh, AB lines also, Andrew. Yes. So what is what in essence as I'm getting as a as a grower when I hit a start new and I start a new job that way? How is it comparatively to when I was running the last job for that field? You'll you'll have all your scout groups and AB lines ready preloaded for you, so you don't have to go and add those manually. It's basically the same job with just cleared coverage. Yes, that, that's a great way to put it. Thank you, Haley. I think if you look at some other systems out there, clear coverage is their 
terminology as they get into going from one to the other. Because we've had, uh, as you said, I wasn't part of the research group, but I know talking with farmers and farm shows, well, I just want to clear the coverage. I don't want to start over. I also want to say that, you know, one of the other things that you did is you, like you mentioned, we still have the other tab where I can just start a job. I don't have to have a grower farm field set up. So I can still easily, if I'm just jumping in and want to do that, or as you said, if I'm a retailer and I've got pre-populated jobs or ag sync jobs or those things uh, out to us, we can sort and find those very easily. Yeah, and that um, that clear coverage, what we found out that the customers really, when they say clear coverage, what they meant is they just don't want to go through and re-add everything again. Like They don't yeah. want to go find my AB line and find my boundaries and do all that work and setting it all up again. They don't want to get rid of the coverage because it's valuable information to them. Yeah. They just want to have everything loaded up for them automatically. And so that's where we, that's where we as uh, Raven took a little bit of a different approach and said, all right, yep, there's a, you know, we're just going to remember all this stuff for you and preload it, making it uh, really, really easy. Great. I can also import all that information into the Viber, can't I? Yeah. Elsewhere. So one of the other things that came along uh, pretty recently uh, is the capability of working with um, IFS or AFS Connect, I mean. Um, So working with AFS Connect, you can actually send down uh, to the Viper, you can send down your um, AB lines, your GFF, your boundaries, those types of things uh, can come down from AFS Connect. And we, we, you know, that's through the Slingshot interface. Um, So it's kind of, it's all done wirelessly for you kind of increasing that simplicity yeah well i like simple that makes my life easier so pulling everything up and being there sounds great yeah speaking of simple uh the one thing uh one thing that we made with it was really simple was we did we did move around a special feature um that i think was our number one thing that every every person that we talked to was was kind of giving us the clap and um you know it it really makes a difference to the customers but it's really pretty simple for us and that is the uh that's remote support yeah yeah remote support actually shows up underneath remember that hamburger menu we mentioned earlier that yeah basically administrator uh settings hamburger menu it's got all of your important information including your remote support so now i can just hit my one button and oh, there it is. I don't have to dig into menus, right? Yep. Yep, that's exactly right. Well, I know so, we just attended a farm show and uh, the guys were talking to customers coming through, and that was one of the things. Boy, it's easy to, you know, even if we're just uh, linking it up to my cell phone or if I've connected through Slingshot, being able to walk somebody through a process with. Uh, right on the screens, a whole lot simpler these days than it was a few years back. Yep, and uh, you know the Ross team, um, including Andrew and Haley, they've also have a they have a lot of other things on their list. Um, we as a team, as a as a development team, kind of went through um, pretty much all the UI, right, guys? Yep. And we we uh, we went through and we marked down some things that we thought were what not intuitive. You guys want to talk about that at all? Yeah, there there are a lot of uh, changes that we still want to make. Uh, 
in the future to make things even smoother and more intuitive. Um, I can think of a few off the top of my head. One of them is the uh, GFF menus for creating and selecting grower farm and field. Um, I think we can improve some of the filtering and sorting um, and particularly the machine config can be a little confusing with some hidden like swipe menus that are, are hard to find and, and not as intuitive. Those are still on our radar, still on our list. But you have cleaned that uh, setup menu if you don't have it. Now, if it's a, a new machine with ISO, you don't have the Raven can stuff showing up or uh, some of those old things popping in there. They only show up if you're actually connected to them. I, I know that's one of the areas you've upgraded, cleaned up the screens a little bit for us. Yeah, you don't have the pages and pages of widgets that just don't pertain to you. You know, they're, they're all disabled because you don't have the hardware plugged in to use them. Yeah, so you're making more of a smart system. <laughs> mm -hmm. In addition, uh, Andrew took it upon himself to, uh, to clean up some of those icons along the top. Yep, so there's the status icons along the top. Um, those got a facelift. Um, shouldn't be too noticeable, but they should look a little cleaner. Um, let's see, there's a lot of uh, kind of small polish changes that are really nice to have. Uh, the camera view is now bigger. So uh, if you put a camera for uh, reverse or to look at your bins, you can you should be able to have a much bigger picture, literally. So we have the bigger camera view. We have uh, the UT working set buttons are now bigger, easier to press. Uh, they look nicer. When you do have a lot of uh, working set buttons on the UT, they collapse nicely and they'll scroll. Um, there's also in the run screen, you can switch between the, the field review mode, the uh, 3D mode, and the widget mode, all, all in one go. Yeah, that was uh, quite a bit faster, I noticed. Now, Andrew, there's uh, some of us, you know, most of the guys are running ISO, but there might be some people that aren't running ISO or... So uh, the universal terminal page, you talked about some interactive buttons. So what, maybe explain that just a, just shortly, what you're talking about there. Yeah, so the functionality is completely the same. Uh, the buttons are in the same spot. They're a little bigger. Um, the edges are now rounded a little bit. Uh, there's also an aux button that lived there. And it never really looked like a button. Um, that now looks like a button. Uh, okay. So it's easy to tell that you can press it. Yeah, that's important. Uh, making sure that we understand that, oh, that is interactive. Uh, that's good. All right. Well, uh, I know you stuck, talked a little bit, but most of the, you, you're, you're explaining there's more stuff. I was, most of the stuff that I'm familiar with, which I've played with it a little bit, but it's all in the, that interaction or that first startup and to get me started and in the job, I didn't, I hadn't noticed a whole lot except for switching screens, but uh, it sounds like there's a few other goodies in the, in the job. You're still 
operating in a job and setting up a job the same, but uh, no, it sounds like they've cleaned some things up and made it look a little bit better. Yeah, and, the ability to switch between the between the different views really uh, kind of started off as just a desire to switch between the views a little while, a little quicker. Came from our actual customers at our Top Gun event. Yeah. When we originally looked into it, we thought, you know what, this uh, this is a good idea. Um, and when we actually got to working on it, one of our developers was said, well, it seems a little slow. So he decided to speed it up. And um, once he was done, the pop-up, the switching screens pop-up just flashed. It was so fast, you could just see a white flash. So what we had to do is we had to remove the pop-up so it wouldn't flash white. So really, uh, really some great updates for our users to be able to switch between the different views to see what they got done. Um, and then go back to their, you know, go back to their 3D view. Um, so really, really good things there. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the things when we first started, people had, well, I'm just using my downfield view, that 3D view with all that widgets. But as we start doing more and more functions and features, seems like guys were moving back and forth between pages a lot more. Yeah, we, uh, you know, if you if when we started talking with customers, uh, customers kind of gave us that, oh, you mean the different run screen? So we didn't really think of them as run screens when we, but when we started talking to our customers, uh, they associate our different views with different quote unquote run screen. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things that as we talk to more and more growers, the language changes a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's good. So uh, you know, we've uh, went through a lot of different things. Is there a any other little things we want to talk about or how we covered it all yet? So one of the, you know, we have a couple of key features that came out and came about in this. Um, yeah. So multi-line, uh, it's kind of our, kind of our way of, of basically taking things that you've driven before and wanting to drive them again. Um, so multi-line, we made it so that uh, if you still have that job on your Viper 4, you're able to actually say, hey, I want the lines that I drove uh, in this job. And it'll actually create them right there in the Viper 4. You no longer need to go to Slingshot to to grab the lines off and reload them up. Um, we just have an algorithm on the Viper 4 that creates them. So, so you're basically saying for the people like me that, okay, the last time I was out there, I just drove around the field. Of course, that's not how it works, but I use my guidance or whatever. Or, but the next time I get there, I want to drive that exact same pattern. Say it's drilled beans for a Midwestern thought or wheat uh, or cereal crop. Oh, I, I want to just follow those same lines. And you can pull that that guide, all those lines back up, and they'll be right there in that job. Yep. Ready to ready to just drive right down them. So. All right. Processed right there. No other external processing. So. Yep. Okay. User. Easy. In addition, uh, we had a we had a few cool features that our interns did um, over the summer last summer that got rolled up into this release. So um, one of them was that when you have multiple uh, machines in the field in our job sync, uh, now we're able to actually count the acres per machine, and you're able to see the acre totals right on your uh, device. So if you got two of them, uh, both people can see the total acres that were completed. So small okay. feature, but very desirable by our customers. Oh, yeah. Yep. 
Well, that's a plug there for our interns. I, I know I've done a podcast on interns and trying to drive interest. We do a lot of interns, but to say again, their work gets put into actual work, actual projects. So uh, again, I, I like to you know bring that up. I don't know if anybody's listening, but uh, that to me, that's if you've got uh, good students out there, that's great to know that we bring them in here and we put them to work. <laughs> Yeah, and on real stuff, right? Real stuff that we're releasing. So Yeah. Yeah. That's how I joined Raven. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Haley was an intern and Andrew was an intern too. Right. Um the other the a couple other things that we've added, um, we did add some telematics uh in the background. Um basically gathering up some information so that we can make things better uh in the long term. So gathering up some steering metrics along with steering data so that uh, in the long term we can make our our uh, steering products like our RS1 even better than it is today. Um, in addition to that, we've uh, we're able to take some of that information and use it for some fleet analytic type measurements too. So we're continuing to work down that uh, yeah. analytics way with the data. Right. That seems to be more and more, well, very important for the large fleets, be it uh, application, ag retail, or the large farmers to understand how these the, they're performing in the field. So it's great. And on along that note, uh, another one of our interns worked on completion requirements. I believe that's in this release. Um, so previously, if you'd create a, a job in AgSync, you could um, add some custom questions and whatnot and have your operator answer them after they, they've completed their job. Previously, they'd have to do this on a tablet. Well, now they can answer those questions on the Viper 4. Okay. More of that report and uh, feedback information then. Yep. Yeah, our connected workflow is getting even better in the fact that um, we can get that completion data right back to AgSync. So no more, you know, trying to continue to drive home the need to uh, the, basically we don't need the tablet right um yep. tablet's just not going to be necessary we're driving that uh to make it easier well easy is the uh goal of everybody i think so now if we just uh wouldn't have to explain everything and just be self-sufficient but we're getting there it's getting close yeah that's part of what we're doing with user testing um you know trying to make sure that Things are are the way that the user believes they should be, um, and not the way that are not the way that we think sometimes as engineers. Uh, so, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of work, a lot of customer interaction. Uh, Andrew and Haley and the Ross team have been out in the field uh, quite a bit, and they're continually um, working with customers out in the field actually uh, to be able to make this product better. So I'm. I'm truly happy to have a, such a good team behind us. I think that's a advantage we have here at Raven is putting the putting the engineers in front of the customers and in the field. So it's uh, every time I interact with a customer, get out on a tractor, it's it's pretty eye opening for me. I nice. I didn't have a, a background in agriculture growing up, so yeah, it's really really cool. Yeah, it's always so invaluable just being able to get that perspective and 
you know, it's different having your field computer on like a desk as opposed to having it in the actual field. So it's really great that we have the opportunity to talk to people like that. Yep. Well, it's harder and harder to find uh, people with an ag background. So we've got to give you a little bit of background to make sure that uh, you understand where we're coming from. So it's great. Well, and uh, we know like Stephanie does a great job in uh, these projects and uh, leading all of you guys to really do a nice job for us. Uh, what else? Any thoughts? Anything else? I always say that and then somebody comes up with another, hey, we forgot about this piece. Those are, those are the main things that I can think of. Um, All right. I guess I appreciate you joining for today, and uh, I think this worked out really well. Uh, got some good feedback. Thanks for joining us. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Don. Thanks.